And welcome back to another edition of City View with Mayor Tom Koch, part of podcast Quincy's Cavalcade of Shows, which we're coming up with another one next week, uh, which we already have in the can. So uh, welcome, Mayor Koch. I'm Mark Carey, your media director. Happy to be here. And uh, let's talk some more Quincy, huh? Sounds good. Sounds good. We talked about the budget last week, and that was a very informative episode. I know a lot of people have seen that. A lot of people have talked about it and asked you questions about it, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, It seems to be the talk of the time. But, you know, after the budget, or usually after the budget, is the capital improvement plan. Can we talk about what that is first, what it means, and then where we are with it? Sure, sure. We, we do um, what's called a five-year rolling plan. So it's, uh, it's updated every year, but it's in kind of a five-year cycle. Uh, it's something that uh, most municipalities our size uh, do. Um, in fact, when we go to uh, borrow money, for example, anytime we borrow money for um, long-term debt, we have to uh, meet with or spend some serious time on the phone with the ratings agencies, whether it's Sanders and Poor or Moody's. Uh, and they look at every aspect of our of our city um, and uh, finances and our assets, and, and they assign a rating to the city. So we have a double A+, which is the uh, second highest. So there's only one above it. There's only a few communities in Massachusetts out of 351 that have that top one. Amazing. We've increased ours. We've raised ours since I've been in office, and... My goal someday is that day is to be at that top level, but yeah. it's it's people like a Cambridge that have had hundreds of millions of dollars in reserve, biotech, kind of and life sciences. But my yeah. my point is, um, they they want to know what your capital plan is because it may be great to have money in the bank, but if your capital assets are falling apart, that's a liability, and they look at it as a liability. So if you if you got a plan in place, we improving buildings, your roads, your pipes, your seawalls. You get scored for that. It, it, you know, there's got to be a balance. You've got to be maintaining your stuff as well as trying to put some money away in reserve. So, again, I, I talk a lot about balance, balance, balance. Well, it is a balance. Mm. And uh, so this, this five-year program, it's, uh, it's important also to the rating agencies that we're doing this. Now, that's not why we're doing it. We're doing it because of the need. Um, and, you know, we've, I know we've talked before about some of these issues. But, you know, we're just finishing up our third school building. We are, you know, just final – Finished final design on 8,000 linear feet of, of new seawall and Marymount, Adam Shore. There's uh, 100 streets going to be touched this summer with pipes and road improvements. And, you know, we get 80, I think it's 82 municipal buildings, 20 of them are school buildings, which are the biggest ones. And, you know, you think about eight fire stations, a police station, you know, the main library, they get uh, three branches, you know, parks, DPW, uh, veteran service, they all have structures, buildings, and, and, and uh, capital assets to maintain. Uh, and then you get into equipment. There's a, you know, we got a ladder truck that we ordered uh, eight months ago that's going to be coming in, in in September that, you know, a million four, you know. <laughs> uh, a rescue yeah. truck that we got a thank Congressman Lynch that the guys wrote a grant for that the city put partial match in, but uh, that's being built as we speak. So you got to keep up with your resources. You got to give the men and women that work hard for the city, the tools they need. And we as a city got to continue to maintain uh, all of our structures. It's part of the job as, as being mayor. It's not just, um, you know, being a visionary, being the CEO, but it's also the custodian of these assets. And you got to maintain these assets. Uh, just like your home, you know, you can't let the roof keep leaking. Right. It causes a lot of other challenges and issues. Uh, times times 80. Yeah, That's right. That's right. And then someday if you're going to go sell your house and the house is in deplorable condition, you're losing tremendous value at the time of the sale. Now, we're not selling anything, but if we're not doing these things, it's going to put a great liability on future generations. It's going to have to deal with it at some point. You, mm. you, know, it's, you can't keep kicking the can down the road. And 
And I think we've been pretty aggressive. And when people talk to me about uh, why are my taxes coming down with all this building going on, I says, they're going up low to moderate. Many communities that go to the max, we don't go to the max. The reason we'll be able to do all this capital stuff is because of the new tax growth we've had. Mm. We don't have to do Prop 2 and a half overrides. Uh, so, so it's important we do these things uh, and maintain these things. So, yeah, it's about $10.3 million request before the council in addition to the budget, uh, which when we projected a few years ago the five-year plan, we're well below where we thought we would be in spending money. So we're well within our range that we looked at when we are modeling out our borrowing going forward. Um, so we're well within that, uh, that ratio. So I'm, I'm very comfortable with that. Um, so there's a number of items in there. Um, you know, the traffic side, for example, we, we've got, uh, a major intersection project in there, Adams and Newport Avenue, which is a mess. Um, this year we've done a lot of work on the traffic programming through yeah, all kinds right. of new technology where, um, cutting down response time for emergency vehicles, things like that. Yeah, and there's, there's cameras that all they're tied into computers. They can manipulate them when, when uh, you know, the traffic eases up certain hours. Um, they, they change more frequently rather than just being straight on that timer and you're sitting at the light and no one's coming from the other direction. That's you great. get frustrated. Yeah. So I mean, we get a long way to go, but we're making progress in managing our traffic. And let me remind people about that. You know, um, traffic is a regional issue. It's not unique to Quincy. I was out speaking at a symposium in Marlboro Monday morning. So I had to go out to Marble, Mass, uh, early Monday morning. And uh, there's traffic everywhere, everywhere yeah. we went, uh, whether you're on the 128, when you're on the Pike, when you're on 495, when you're on the streets of Marble, wherever we went, there was traffic. So, folks, it's not unique to Quincy. Uh, it's everywhere. now, yeah, Especially we, in New England. That's right. That's right. Because it's so popular. There's, there's a lot going on. And we're so old. Uh, These were cow paths that's that right. were made into roads. Yeah. That's exactly right. So, you know, uh, as uh, as some have said, there's no traffic in Detroit because um, there's nothing going on in Detroit. There's a lot of traffic here. So with success comes traffic. Yeah. Uh, and I think we can do a better job managing it. That's what we're doing. You know, we rebuilt Hancock and East and West Guantanamo Streets. We rebuilt Quincy Avenue and East and West Howard Streets. This summer, the intersection Quincy Shore Drive and C Street is going to be underway. We want to get to Adams and Newport Avenue. So, you know, we'll keep chipping away at these intersection changes in addition to the technology stuff. But in addition to requests from that department, TPL, on the traffic improvement, we the ornamental lighting in the North Quincy part, the business district, Norfolk Downs, um, they're all rotting at the bases and, and they're becoming uh, a bit of a problem. So there's, there's money in there to replace the entire um, number of lights down in that area of the city, including the foundation portion. So, um, you know, when you look back at it, um, they've been in probably close to 30 years and, and, uh, you probably would have done it differently at the time, yeah. but, uh, with engineering technology changes, they, these should last a lot longer. Um, so, so that's a good thing. So you get items like that. You forget about those things, but we're responsible for those things. Um, uh, we've got, you know, building improvements, school improvements, boilers, windows, more roofs, um, ADA upgrades in buildings. Uh, the firemen, uh, we're looking at uh, new breathing apparatus. They have what they call the Scott bottles today, these new setups of the firemen. Um, they get longer air time uh, with the mask on, and uh, and the change out when they have to come out and change it out is much more quickly. It's like five seconds rather than 30 seconds the other way. So a lot of good stuff in here. Um, there's some equipment. There's a street sweeper. There's... Other heavy equipment, I think there's probably a couple of school buses uh, on the equipment side. So, you know, when you look around um, to the various departments, they all have different missions, they all have different needs. And, you know, the capital improvement uh, improvement program each year, we try to address the highest priority needs. Now, things happen in the meantime. You know, like 
last match, March when we had those crazy storms and we right. lost, you know, the Broadmeadows boilers and all the electronic components and, you know, you don't you didn't plan for that because you know you didn't plan for that right. crazy storm. So that interrupts things and you adjust your plan and then you got to go back and make changes. So that's why it's called a rolling plan, five year rolling plan because it's constantly changing. Uh, going forward but just uh, smart just smart business plan it is really. i mean yeah. you know it, it's funny you know people uh half kiddingly would say to me over the years and, and paul you know government should be run more like business i said well be careful what you wish for because <laughs> businesses do this stuff every year on a regular basis right. they change out furniture they change out this uh they spend it uh, on a regular basis and part of that is to keep up with the times part of it's a write-off uh, it's good business so mm. we can't do it at uh, to that extent uh, or be that aggressive but when you look at the condition, really, and I'll say the school buildings um, since I took office, uh, it's remarkable the changes in, in the buildings and um, the conditions, the appearance, the aesthetics, um, the usability, uh, you name it, uh, every facet. Um, the buildings, even the old timers, we've done a lot of work. They're in great shape. Mm. Um, and uh, so, you know, we have a good public buildings maintenance department that does great work. The custodians do good work. Um, but, I, you know, I hear that from folks a lot, too, and, and I hear from the principals and staffs of the schools say that they're very happy with the service they get when it comes to, uh, you know, when they have a work order request or something. So so stuff we need to do, should do. And um, if if uh, there's, there's folks that uh, may not like some of my decisions or policies at all, but what I've been consistent at is our infrastructure from day one. And we've been, uh, as I mentioned, rebuilding schools. We're rebuilding pipes, seawalls, roads, our municipal buildings, in some cases replacement, in other cases upgrades. Uh, and I know we talked a little bit about it, but the next big one is going to be the replacing the old police station, which was originally built like in 1924. <laughs> uh, and then in the 80s, they put uh, that hideous addition on. Just sort of a facade um, front. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah, and, they, and the building's been nothing but had problems uh, with leaks and HVAC and uh, flooding in the basement level because it's in the flood plan. I mean, you name it, uh, all kinds of challenges. So we're going through a process now. I know the city council has seen one concept of it, we'll probably uh, do put, the, put the finishing touches on this in September. Go in for the appropriate funding to completely replace that. And the way I like to do things is to build a building that's going to be good for a hundred years, not a twenty-five year building with taxpayers got to deal with again. But build it right, do it right, uh, have it the Quincy look, traditional brick and granite and timeless, if you will. You know, so that's coming up too, and uh, that's been part of our capital plan as well. So. And that matters to the aesthetic of the neighborhood, really. People expect that because it's here, and that's what that's actually a great way to look at it. Yeah, it's like looking, you know, you know I'm in an old neighborhood, and I get an old-time house, and then you see some people that take an old house, beautiful railings and spindles, they rip it all apart and throw that pressure-treated, modern-looking stock against a house that is, is an old traditional colonial or Victorian. You say, oh, my God, why would you do that? You know, <laughs> uh, And that's how I feel about the police station. That's how I feel about New City Hall. That's how I felt about the Votech before it was taken down. You know, we, in the country, we had a history of building great public buildings that are here for a long, long time that mm. people appreciate. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think the renovation we did at City Hall, the renovation we did at Coddington, and all the other schools I mentioned, you know, proves what we're we're out to do and to do it right. And uh, I think people appreciate it. I did too. So just shifting gears a little bit, I, I, I just came in. I haven't even gone home yet. I've been at a conference for a few days, uh, at a tourism conference. And I know that last week we did talk about the budget a little bit. This was a really interesting conference. It was about tourism for the city of Quincy. And we were selling Quincy to the world. And that's really what tourism is, whether it's Ohio, whether it's 
Lexington or whether it's the Netherlands or the South America, Japan, wherever. So that yeah. it was really kind of a, I love selling this city because it's so fun. So I appreciate you allowing me to do that. But you had just made a little shift in how things are going to work moving forward. And this is one of the reasons why I went as opposed to Discover Quincy, which has been the official tourism office of the city of Quincy for quite some time now. Which has been a nonprofit arm of the Quincy Chamber right. uh, over the years. And, and uh, Margaret LaForest headed up for a while. I know the, uh, you were involved in that for a while yeah. years ago. Um, and uh, I just uh, I felt it was time to make a shift and to be a little bit more concentrated uh, on the mission of, of uh, bringing tourism to Quincy. Uh, they've done a lot of great work. Don't get me wrong. It's a lot of Main Street stuff, a lot of special events, and some tourism stuff. But I, I just feel we should be really out there selling the city uh, to the worldwide market. You know, even cities and towns in Massachusetts, New England, but but really around the world, the history that we have is unmatched. I mean, it's pretty amazing uh, stuff. And uh, with all we've been doing the last several years, and all the new restaurants, and all the new investment, uh, I think we're really ready for for the visitor, like we have never been before. Like we have never been before. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. what people would feed back to me over the past few days, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, let me ask you, Mike, because you yeah. ran it. So when I know that you know when people go to see the Crips, for example, people sign the book, and usually, well, I know a couple of years ago, all fifty states were represented, and like thirty countries from around the world were represented. People visiting the Crips, well, it's remarkable. Yeah, and the free tour that we have downstairs, which you had started a couple of years ago under a pilot program, has really taken off. We had probably fifty uh, percent of the. Uh, people that took that tour and decided to write their name, by the way, and where they're from. They did, right. Not everyone decides to do that. But the ones that did decide to do that, 50% were from around the world. I mean, all around the world, because Boston is getting that. So, yep. And without even really putting it out there so much, they're coming here, because they're coming to Plymouth and the Cape, and to next year, 7 million people, they're saying, are going to go out there for their 400th anniversary. You know, this is one of the reasons why you positioned this this way to really right. let folks know that we're here. And we do have something that people love because it's so close to Boston. Boston gets the vacuum. So they get all the money and they just advertise. We're part of their convention business bureau. Right. We don't want to get too into the weeds about that. But we're sort of one of the best kept secrets around and one of the fastest growing cities in the, in the state for sure. That's right. That's right. And, and you know, the stuff we have is not made up. I mean, you go to some communities around that have to try to create some kind of a way to get people to come to their town. Uh, this is all the real stuff. I mean, this this is where it all happened. You know, you think about the formation of this nation, uh, John Adams and Hancock and, and all walking around. They, they were born here. They walked here. They yeah. they ate here. They they swam in Black's Creek. They, um, <laughs> you know, and, and uh, you think about the, um, the, the two statues we have out front, right? John Adams and John Hancock. So John Adams, think about, he sat at his, his desk in his home where his law office was. And wrote the Constitution for Massachusetts. I know. You know, I mean, I'm sure he had some help, but he was the driving force. And that is the oldest living Constitution in the world. And our nation's Constitution was really uh, uh, that became the model for the for this for the National Constitution, U.S. Constitution. So um, I could go on. And Hancock was revolution wouldn't happen without Hancock. The guy funded the revolution initially. He was. Well-respected, uh, big businesses guy in in the area, and uh, when he spoke, people listened. And became uh, the first governor, and all second president, president of the second continent of Congress. I mean, on and on. These 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 guys were unbelievable, <laughs> and it happened here. So, uh, without and Massachusetts was the most prominent colony at one time. Yeah, um, it was uh, it was it's remarkable the story that we have here, and, and and the artifacts that we have, and the physical locations that we have. It's it's all real. So yeah. it's uh, those history buffs from around the. Around the, I know we're a young nation when you when you talk about around the world, but the the story of this nation 
is fascinating to people around the world. Uh, I mean, really, we broke from the um, you know most influential country at the time, the empire that Great Britain had. I mean, it was just incredible. So, uh, and to become what we've become now, I I think there's always room for improvement. Don't get me wrong, and, and <laughs> I'm not saying we're perfect, but uh, it's the greatest country. Uh, uh, what, what's that? What Churchill said: "Democracy is the greatest form of government, except for all the rest." Um, <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway, uh, well, we have good stuff here, and and I think we need to sell it more. Uh, you're right. Logan Airport is 20 minutes from Quincy. Uh, we've had four red line stops. Uh, we people have, are shocked when they hear that. By the way, they're shocked they at the at the proximity that we're an hour away from everything, really, and we're 15 minutes from Boston and same 20 minutes from Logan Airport. They so they love that. Even if they're not interested in history, which we could do a week of shows every day on on the historic facts right. and go on the city, but they love the restaurant scene. They love the proximity to everywhere. Well, they love that, the whole and, tell rates and that's that what's fascinating better. too, because you know, I, for years people try to get tourism going here. You, know, you go back 25 years, we had one hotel, President's Motel. Yeah. You know, you get the the wow. 400 room Marriott now. Yeah. The, the President's now Howard Johnson's been renovated. It's respectable. Right. We get the Best Western. Down on the Neponset River, which is a great hotel now that's very respectable. There's a there's a new one that's going to open up in Montclair uh, sometime yeah, this Bridge. summer, yeah. um, and we've got another one on uh, you know in the on the boards, if you will, for the downtown project. So, Unreal. so you got that. You got the restaurants that that are just incredible. You got the public spaces now that are incredible. The infrastructure is being really built out for the visitors. So it's uh, it's time. It really is Quincy's time, and, and uh, we need to focus more on it. And let me tell people, remind people, that the money that we're spending on this is not taxpayer money. It's money that comes from the room tax when visitors come here. So it really it pays for itself, if you it really will, does, the tourism. Yeah. So that's a good uh, point to remind people, because I, I do know from time to time I hear from people that say, you know, you uh-huh. taxes, you're spending it on this, you're spending it on that. So let's make it clear. This is all going to be funded from the hotel tax. And finally, before we switch gears here one more time, the business model forecasting uh, mechanism for that, for the ROI on that, is every mm-hmm. dollar spent on tourism, the return on that investment, by the way, to spend on tourism is six times. So yeah. that's really what it is. And they're saying that that's even conservative. So that's what it goes to. And, and uh, yeah, and they eat at our restaurants and they stay in our hotels. And, Which is part of that $6 return. I mean, exactly. they're, 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 the money they spend when they're here. Sure. Um, it's, it's important. Let me just mention one more thing on the tourism piece. Sure. We just want to let folks know again because this is we're open again for that free tour that you kicked us off a few years ago, uh, sort of pilot program. The now Heart of the City Tour. The Heart of the City Tour. Now with Hancock Adams Common right in the center. It's really amazing. So Graham Marsden is down there dressed in his three-pointed hat yeah. in his John Adams outfit. Great. And he's uh, bringing people in. So we're giving tours, free tours Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. of the Old Town Hall the Hancock Cemetery, that incredibly uh, historic cemetery, and then handing them off to the church across the street. Where 1640, you get, that cemetery. 1640. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. And the church across the street where you actually get to ex- have an experience by standing in front of and touching the crypts of John Adams, Abigail Adams, John Quincy Adams, and Louisa Catherine Adams. So that's open Monday Good through stuff. Friday. Good stuff. And shifting gears, Mayor, it is uh, sort of an election election season for a lot of people. A lot of folks have been pulling papers, and we want to just talk about what that process is, because every week we're reading in the sun someone's pulling papers, and you just happened to pull papers this week. So tell us about that. Sure, this is, uh, this is uh, an amusement election year, um, and uh, you have different years that address different elections. Uh, you know, we, we have great freedom in this country, and, and you have local government, you have county government, you have state government, you have federal government. So every year there's at least two elections, a, a preliminary and then a general election. So, uh, you know, in, you, go to, you go to England, and they have one election every four years or something, and they do it all together. So it's, <laughs> it's a little different setup. But uh, 
So it is a municipal election year, and, and uh, I think I've probably mentioned in the past, but you know, folks that are listening, um, your local elected officials are really involved in decisions that are far more relevant to daily day, day life, to any, you know, the people who live here, uh, than state or federal. I mean, when you think about it, really, you know, because all the decisions are made at the local level for, you know, those infrastructure decisions, the schools, um, you know, public safety, our veterans, our parks, our, our libraries, our council on aging, all that stuff happens at the local level. Now, some of it gets supported by the other levels of government, but those are all decisions made at the local level that, uh, and, and yet, Turnout for local elections continues to decline. It's amazing. You know, I mean, they come out of the woodwork to vote in a presidential, and I, and I certainly encourage that. Um, but uh, there's far more relevant, relevance to your local government uh, on your day-to-day living than, than there is to the federal. Now, if we got invaded, that'd be a different ballgame. Yeah. Uh, you know, the main exactly. role of the federal government is to protect us and defend us. Um, I think the federal government uh, has gotten a little bit out of control, quite frankly, and maybe we could do a show someday on that. Sure, yeah. Talk about some of the challenges we have to deal with, um, the overreach, if you will, of the feds, and uh, we'll, we'll get into that someday. But the point is, um, you know, it, it is election in Quincy. It's municipal time, so you have nine-member city council, three at large, and then six ward councilors. Uh, school committee's on staggered terms. It's... Uh, Six, um, it's three up this year, and then three would be up the next municipal election. Then, of course, the mayor sits uh, ex officio as chairman, so it's seven-member committee, uh, and then the mayor's position is up this year. So um, we're, the mayor's cycle is now a four-year term. Uh, school committee is a four-year term, and the city council is a two-year term. Um, so it's that time of year. A papers became available out of the city clerk's office, um, and I know there's been some news stories about some of the candidates um, I think that uh, all of the city councilors are running for re-election, with the exception of Kirsten Hughes, who's going to be moving on from Ward 5 councilor. And uh, as far as I know, all these school committee incumbents uh, are running, although I don't know that they've all pulled papers yet. And I know I've been hearing from people the last few weeks, are you running, are you running, are you running? And uh, <laughs> so we made it official this week. We pulled the nomination papers from the clerk's office. Um, and then we get the signatures, and then we get them certified, and we bring them back and file at the clerk's office Sometime, I think the date is sometime late in July, and then there's another week period if you want to withdraw. And then, of course, they've set the dates for September uh, and November. The November election day is always the first Tuesday after the first Monday of November, no matter what year it is. That's the general. Uh, For mayor's race, you'd need more than two to have a preliminary, and that goes for what counts at large. You need more than six, more than double, uh, because it's three seats, Mm. um, and the same on the school side. So. We'll see it happens this summer, but uh, I intend to work hard uh, like I do every day anyway. So um, it is election season. And you get to walk around a lot. That's one of the things that we that everyone does. They'll be walking through the neighborhoods of Quincy. So that's yes. exciting. Beware out there. Be coming <laughs> to your door. <laughs> that's ex- that's exciting stuff, and it really is interesting to people. I mean, because everyone's taking a picture downstairs at the elections office. And, I rem- you know, nothing you've said hits probably more harder than how important local elections are legitimately affect people immediately <laughs> when, right. you know to get involved in your local elections it's just a really important message and it's amazing that they don't do it so much let's yet. not get too crazy here we don't want all kinds of new candidates running <laughs> here <Mark. laughs> just kidding just kidding seat belongs to the people just talking about the election <laughs> process thank uh, you mayor <laughs> anytime, yeah anytime well it's a, been another edition of uh of city view I want to thank you very much for joining us and anything else you want to you want to add for the uh for this week no no well welcome home um I know we're coming up. I just came back from uh, Maine over the weekend. Our oldest son graduated. We congratulate Cornelius and 
Uh, also, um, from the same school up at St. Joe's, Mikey Finn and David Free, all Quincy kids are graduated. Congratulations to them. And all the graduates this time of year, I'm sure future show we'll talk about our local high schools, but uh, I know it's a, it's a fun time of year for a lot of families to see their the kids move on to that next chapter. Including my own. My daughter is has her pinning on Saturday, and she graduates from college on, on uh, Sunday. So we're really excited about that. My niece, by the way, just graduated Catholic University, and she just got an internship um, at the White House where she's going to be um, for her. Where she's going to be working on the China trade deal. So, wow, yeah, good luck on that one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and on that note, let's call it a day, shall we? Thank you. Tune in on... Uh, for podcast Quincy's uh, newest show coming up called the, the History and Heritage Roadshow with Bob Damon. And we have uh, a couple of great guests at the Church of the Presidents coming up soon. That'll be coming up uh, within a week or two. Also, we want to ask you to go on Facebook, like um, like our page, or listen to the podcast on Facebook, or you can subscribe to this podcast on any podcast platform. Also, follow us on Twitter, City of Quincy Official. And we have a YouTube channel. We have many videos up there. Please feel free to to subscribe to us over there as well. And thank you for listening to another edition of City View with Mayor Tom Koch on Podcast Quincy.